Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! We know one exit is official. The Lakers have made it official. Uh, Frank Vogel is no longer the head coach, Al. They are in search of. We're already starting to see Nick Nurse's name bubble up in some reports along the way. He obviously is a... Very accomplished NBA head coach. I'm sure that you're going to hear a handful of other names between now and the time they finally pull the trigger on somebody. But I, ho- hopefully they've had this in the works for a while and they have have a, a short list that this isn't a you'll wake up on Monday morning, April 11th, and say, okay, I wonder who's available. Hopefully they have an idea in, in mind before they even have to go execute the plan. Yeah, and they have, what did I say? I think Palenka's going to be addressing the media here any minute now. Uh-huh. I think we've all known that it's just a matter of time for Vogel. Whether sure. that was he was on the hot seat, whether that was in January or that was in February, I think everybody's kind of known that this was going to happen. Now you got to try to find, you know, obviously a target that you think is going to be um, a, a fresh voice, someone that you feel is going to help China, I guess you could say, change the culture. I, I don't know how to describe it. I don't think anybody thinks Vogel was a bad coach for the Lakers. He won a no. freaking NBA championship. So let's let's you know you, you can stop right there that the guy won a championship, um, but you can't also have a thirty-three and forty-nine season in a year that you're supposed to be competing for a chip. And that to me is you know obviously a key reason why he's not here. Not only were they uh, thirty-nine and what, what was it? Or thirty-three and forty-nine. Thirty-three and forty-nine. Mm-hmm. A good chunk of those forty-nines were. Ugly. ugly 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 not just mm-hmm. that they lost but that they got their doors blown off in a bunch of those games they blew big leads they there were long stretches of games so what was one of the common themes that we talked about over and over and over again lakers would come out in the third quarter and just lay an egg the, the third quarter was their nemesis all season long and, and clearly whatever messaging was attempting to be done at halftime wasn't, wasn't happening it, it wasn't working at all so I, I i don't think frank vogel is the culprit for why they lost 49 games but he needed to go i did both of those things can be true at the same time and it was time for them to move on and now it's okay what are you going to do from here and the pressure goes right back to to rob palinka like you're talking about who's going to talk here in a little bit but he's i think that he's more responsible for this because he either put it together or allowed someone else to put it together and didn't overrule it both of those are the same thing in my mind i i don't i don't disagree with that at all that's why you know i kind of sit back here and i keep mentioning that this this summer Either Rob Palenka finds a way to fix some of his wrongs or the Lakers are in this deeper hole where you start looking at draft compensation. You start looking at the players that you're depending on. By the way, just look at the NBA. If, if I, if, if <clears throat> I'm going to name off some teams, you tell me if this is a stock going up or down in the NBA. The Grizzlies going up or down? Up. Are the Dallas Mavericks going up or down? Up. How about Denver when they get healthy? Sure. Uh, How about the Clippers when they get healthy? Still playing. How about the Minnesota Timberwolves went 10 games over 500 this year? The Pelicans will eventually get Zion. I would uh, by say the way, that's I'd, the only one that I'm, I would stop you on. The other ones I'm with you. Pelicans have had a lot of good players for a long time, and they're never good. And, and Okay, let's ignore the Pelicans. I didn't mention Phoenix or the Golden State Warriors on that list. Right. So this is not just what the Lakers do, but you're looking at the Western Conference. It's not going to get any easier. No, no. And and the same people that were put in this one together and the one before that together and the one before that together and the one before that together 
are the ones that are going to put this one together. And that's the part to me that fills me with dread. That there's because I don't think this is a if we fix X, we're good to go. No, there's five, six, you, seven questions. You need to fix the whole alphabet, right? You need to fix mm-hmm. A and B and TRS and everything. It's just you got a lot of things to fix. And I don't know if the people that are in charge of fixing it are up for it because this has been we're going to change the coach, we're going to change the coach, we're going to change the roster, we're going to change the roster again, we're going to change the roster again. It seems to be very scattershot how it goes about, and I do not have a great deal of faith that it's going to be different next time. If I said the biggest mistake Rob Palenka has made in his tenure as, as the president of basketball operations, it sounds like the theme is you got too cute. You already had a good enough team with the right role players. You already had a squad that probably, with LeBron and Anthony Davis as your foundation, now all you need is those other pieces to do their part. And I thought this year was a perfect example where you put all your eggs in Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. LeBron did his part. Mm -hmm. AD played half the season. Russ was an awful fit. Nothing else worked. So... You can say from a criticism perspective, you got a little too cute in a couple of these off seasons. Let's try a phone call here, 877-710-ESPN. One more time, 877-710-3776. Daryl is the next stop. Daryl, you're on with Travis Slate. What's up? Daryl. Hey, guys. I don't really disagree with what you guys are saying, but basically – it sounds like we're going to have to roll with the guys that we had this year. I say that forget about personnel, forget about coaching. You need to go higher. You need to hire somebody above Rob Palinka that's going to jump into these guys' behinds and make the final decision. And I have somebody perfect in mind. Jeannie needs to swallow her pride and get Jerry West back in that organization. Al, your thoughts? On, it's, it, look, Jerry West is arguably the best NBA executive that's ever lived. He, 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 as great of a player as Jerry West was, yeah. he's a better executive. Okay, I don't think anybody's arguing that. There, there obviously is some animosity between the two sides right now. We, we've talked about that. Funch, double check this. Look this up for. I want to say eighty three. There you go. I was going to say eighty one. Yeah. He's actually he's eighty three years old, and and maybe he could juice it and jumpstart. He's an eighty three year old man. You know there are, there are different versions of that. There are guys that are super competent and, and lively and spry at eighty three, and then there's almost well, everybody else. So I don't know if that's the answer. If I if I'm going to give the Clippers some credit, let me tell you where they deserve credit. Lawrence Frank is their president of basketball operations. Their GM is Michael Winger. Um, they have assistant GM Trent Redden, I think Mark Hughes, and then Jerry West is your consultant. Mm-hmm. So I, I, the reason why I say that, it's not like Jerry West is there every single day and he's running shop from front to back. They got competent people who understand the game of basketball, how to run it structurally, all that stuff. Jerry West is a consultant. Now, if you want to make the argument Jerry West should have been a consultant for the Lakers and he should have never gone to the Clippers, I'm not arguing that for a second. Yeah. But I, I think the structure, it's not like they're just sitting there and saying, Jerry, you tell us what to do. Well, That okay. is not their structure. Uh, no, it's not. It, it's not their structure. And I think that's more a function of probably Jerry's level of interest and in how involved he would like to be. Like you just said, he's, he's 83. 83. Do, do you want to be in the office for 14 hours a day at 83 years old? Because that's what that job is, right? You're scouting players. You're looking at coaches. You're looking at film. You're, you're, fi- you're figuring everything out. 
At 83, Jerry West has, has earned the right to maybe play a little golf here and there, maybe spend the day playing some cards at the club. I, I, I get it. I don't know if he wants to grind it out like that, but the idea of somebody being in the building that's, I'm in charge, it all starts with me, here is my vision. You go execute this part, you go execute that part, but it all comes from my brain and we're going to do it. I do think that they need that change structurally. I don't know if he's the right guy for it. I don't think he is, but you need that I- change. Can I tell you, you know, as much as we've heard, you've said this before, who's running things? Who's making the final decision? Who's, you know what, is it, is it, if LeBron and Anthony Davis and Clutch say, you know what, we want Russell Westbrook, that's how we're going to go win a championship. Ultimately, it does fall on Rob Palenka's shoulders. So at the end of the day, the, the, where the fingers should be pointed the most, it should be on Rob Palenka. I, I want to make sure that that you. part is, clear cut it should be on Rob Palenka even if Rob Palenka says guys what do you think I'm crazy I'm going to go against LeBron and Anthony Davis to go get Russell Westbrook if you feel you should then yes you should amen that's 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 the job that's the job the job isn't to just say hey LeBron what do you think okay cool we'll go do that the job is hey LeBron what do you think Ooh, I don't know about that here's why I don't love that and then take all the information in and then make a decision you make the call and make a damn decision because whether it works or it's not, it's going to fall on your shoulders. And that that's the point. The not point yet. is that at, at the end it of the day... It landed on Frank Vogel's shoulders so far. Well, it landed on Frank Vogel's shoulders, but who are we talking about today? Who this upcoming offseason are we going to mention more than anybody's name in the offseason? It's going to be Rob Palenka. Let's try another quick phone call here. Studio City and Noah. Noah, you're on with Travis Lee. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. I just want to, first of all, apologize for that debacle that happened a week or so with that woman calling in and trying to proclaim she was me i've filed the orders she won't be back you don't have to worry about <laughs> thank, it. You. thank you for clearing that up thank we you. really appreciate that yeah I, I don't want to have you know that sort of thing on my shoulders um to talk about the lakers uh there do you guys remember the movie argo yes great, great film there's a scene in that movie where ben affleck goes in to kind of uh, tell the, the powers that be the plan. And they go, well, do you have any good ideas? And he goes, no, sir, we only have bad ideas. And Alan Arkin goes, well, is this the best bad idea you have? And Ben Affleck assures him that it is, in fact, the best bad idea. And I think that's why there's so much arguing on both sides of this, because the truth is there are no good ideas here. Every scenario that you could shoot out is is a bad one. The Lakers don't have any draft capital. They have bad contracts. I don't think there's any guarantee that LeBron is going to come back as a Laker next year. It would not surprise me at all if he goes in and says, I'm done with this. Find a way to get me out, or you're going to have a miserable superstar on your hands. That wouldn't surprise me in the least. It it wouldn't surprise me, Noah, and thanks for the call. i got to jump in real quick. It wouldn't surprise me me either, but it also wouldn't surprise me if he didn't do it. You know what I mean? It it also wouldn't surprise me at all if he's like, look, I'm here. I'm finishing my career here. That's fine. I I think either one of those things are are, are possibilities, but I don't think it really matters all that much on what you do moving forward because the future is coming eventually. It may come next year. It may come the year after that, but it's going to be here before you know it, and if you're constantly waiting to address it because somebody's staying or not staying, you're never going to get up on it we got uh we got some interesting quotes from uh rob palenka we, we could do it coming back but um uh, obviously he's addressing the media I, I don't know the last time we got a chance to hear from rob so to hear lakers don't make the playoffs coach vogel is gone 
all that is uh, we can address that coming back. We'll hear from Laker General Manager Rob Palinka coming up next. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So Rob Palenka is talking, Al. He, yep. uh, he's saying some stuff and saying that the roster decisions will ultimately fall on his shoulders, that he takes full responsibility for what the team is going to look like, and he's be saying the right things. I mean, that's, that's at least part of it. I, at least that's what you're hoping for, I guess. I don't know. Um, to be honest with you, if he said anything other than that, that'd be disappointing. You know <laughs> well, what I mean? I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is actually taking place. The uh, the Easter Bunny is here about six days early. Uh, carrot plush plush carrot in hand <laughs> that he just hit me on the top of the head with. Uh, John, grab gra- grab a seat here real quick because the bunny the bunny thing is. I I, I knew today was the day, but I didn't know you were going to start forty five minutes early. This is very exciting. Starbucks. Okay. Part of the bet was I lost at Starbucks. Hey, Funch, bring me some headphones. <laughs> bring me some headphones so, so I can hear Sliwa. Well, while Slee's looking at you right oh, now. Oh, hi, Slee. You look great. He looks great. Uh, or tell Carlo to bring me my backpack, Funch. My here, backpack here has uh, here, here's a pair right here. No, no, here. no, I got, I got. You got, you got yours. Did you have that lying around the house? Did you I have did to have that custom made? Okay. Uh, where do you Where do you go to find so, such you know an this item? Bet? You know what happened? I it was they'd be in the playing game, right? No. Is it we, bracket? We, bet, we all filled out the NCAA bracket pool, which I think Slee will won. He did. I, I don't uh, really remember, but he says he did. Yeah, Tra- Travis doesn't bring it up. <laughs> Whoever finished dead last on our show, just among the four of us, uh-huh. had to wear an Easter Bunny <laughs> outfit the week of Easter to work. And what I didn't count on was I can't walk anywhere. I have to hop. Have <laughs> mm. your legs quivering yet? Yeah, <laughs> it's a workout. I feel like, a, you know what it is? It's, I feel like I've been jumping rope. Yeah, well, you've been doing basically very low box jumps yeah. since you got up this morning. And, uh, yeah, and, and I got in at 3.30 after that super weird thing in Denver. Yeah, that was a bit strange. Um, where we thought Frank was going to be told today, and it leaked yeah. out last night. Uh-huh. So I've had a very weird 18 to 24 hours, that's for sure. I thought, John, you'd go directly down to the Laker facility. In oh, you're, the, at the, you're at the facility now, Slee? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm actually at home. But I thought you were going to go down to the facility and wear the Easter costume. Well, you know, I would, seriously, because I think it would be funny. But I can't. What's the mood down there today? Is it like, I think I would get in trouble because it's, yeah, well, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a weird yeah, day to today. show up dressed as the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Like, tomorrow may be a little bit better. Now, is Rob talking yet? He's talking right now. All right, dude. Do, do, we, we have his opening remarks. If we would, Funch, are we ready to go on that? Yeah. Okay, so here, here, was, here was Rob addressing uh, the exit interviews just a couple of minutes ago. Afternoon, everybody. Uh, just... Uh, a little bit earlier today, I had a chance to get with uh, Frank Vogel upstairs in a meeting um, and just want to thank him for three really strong years um, as the head of our basketball coaching department. Um, we expressed gratitude for the three years of being able to work together 
um, with a capacity of trust and collective mindset and collaboration. Um, and just let them know that it was a point in the Lakers history where we felt like it was time for a change in our leadership voice. And those are difficult things to do. And, um, but Frank was grateful for the opportunity he had. Um, and we had a conversation about how this is just an inflection point where he goes from being the, the leader of the Lakers to part of our legacy and especially our championship legacy. So I would characterize it as a very um, open and honest um, meeting um, and was thankful for the time with him um, and just wanted to start today with expressing our gratitude to him, um, to his family for their three years of service here. Frank's a great man and a great coach and will go on to do great things. And we're very thankful that we had that three, that we had three seasons with him as a part of everything we do. And Rob, just want to see how you saw that in the context of the whole season and uh, obviously being disappointing in many different ways. And uh, what part of your thought process included that with Frank and, and how that fits into what your plans are in the offseason. Listen, this was a this was a disappointing Lakers season um, at every level. And I think in the face of disappointment, our fans expect more. And that's at every facet. It starts with the front office led by me and and our ability to construct the, the right roster. It starts with the coaches um, holding players accountable and making sure that there's on-court execution. It goes to our training staff doing everything they can to make sure we have healthy bodies on the court. And it goes to our players to play at um, with on-court execution at the highest level because that's what Lakers fans expect and deserve from all of us. And so I think when you have disappointment, you um, need to take ownership of that and you need to vow to – make the adjustments to be better. And that's where the work starts today. We have uh, exit interviews with every player. So we'll get a chance to get their thoughts um, and really reflect on, on ways that we can be better across the board because that's what Lakers fans expect here. They expect um, championship level um, basketball every season. We know that. And we want to deliver that to our fans and the work to do that for next season starts now. We've been in this place before. Um, we know what it takes to put in the work to fix it. And that's where our energy and time will be spent over the coming days. Hey. Yeah, Rob, so speaking of the, the accountability piece, Frank Vogel didn't put together the roster. Frank Vogel couldn't control injuries. Frank Vogel did lead this team to a championship 18 months ago. Why the decision to have him be the, the first major change in trying to get back to a championship track? Dave, I think um, today's not going to be a, a day of like finger pointing or unwinding all the specific reasons. We just felt organizationally at the highest level, it was time for a new voice. And um, those decisions are made at the very top level in a collaborative way um, by our basketball operations department and ultimately 
um, with Jeannie and, and Tim and the leaders of our organization, we just felt like it was time for a new voice. And that's not to um, say anything against the incredible accomplishments that Frank Vogel's had. He was a great coach here and he's going to go on to be a great coach somewhere else. We just felt like it was time for a new leader. And that's why we made the decision today that we did. All right. So that's uh that's the Laker general manager, Rob Polinka talking about his decision to move on from Frank Vogel. And you heard the question, uh, Slee, you heard the question, John, yep. from uh, Dave McMenamin there. Why him first when you're the one that put this team together? And I think that's where most Laker fans are right now, that there are many, many steps in this that need to get done and the order of operations on how they're getting done and ultimately who makes the decisions. That's the part that was a little still unclear. Like even after that answer, Al, I still don't know how these things, other than it was collaboratively and done together, that still doesn't fill me with a whole bunch of anticipation about what's coming next. Listen, the best way I could describe it, and you and I, you can lose, you can have a bad season, you can have a, a season where you don't hit expectations. I don't think you can go 33 and 49. And I, if we think that a coach won't be held responsible for that, how much he's held responsible, that's everyone can kind of put their, their the piece of the pie of how they regard that. But I think let's let's just step back for a second. There were a lot of times this year where we questioned, does Coach Vogel have the team, have the squad? And I don't know if we, we had that answer. John, watching you listen to that with the bunny suit on was a very mixed was a it was a very weird next level. deal. It's next level, right? I'm yeah. looking at you in your bunny suit listening uh-huh. to a very serious conversation. It was deeply conflicted. Well, yeah, it, it, it's definitely gonna be a weird day for me, that's for sure. Um, I I think Alan hit on the key point. There are most jobs in Los Angeles, most, not all, but most, are win or you're fired. Sure. Let's be honest. Sure. Dodger manager, Ram coach, Laker coach, Clippers, sure. eh, you can hang on to that job for a while if you lose. But <laughs> um, same thing with the Angels. You can hang on to that job for a while if you lose. Um, but the Lakers, the Dodgers, you need to win to keep those jobs, and the question now is, where do they go from here? You know, uh, who do they court? I, but I get, I, I get all that, John. The problem with it, though, is they, they weren't, they're not a coach away. This is not a team that, was, that lost 49 games because the coach did a poor job. I agree. This is a team that lost 49 games because the pieces didn't fit well together. They were riddled with injuries. It seemed like there was a lot of different competing little factions inside the team. They never played cohesively. Maybe some of that's on the coach, but... The guy that put together this team is the guy that put together the team last year. It's the guy that put together the team the year before that and the year before that. And right. of those four years, three of them have been a bust. I w- think one he- has worked out, and yet we're talking about the coach. Like, he was the guy holding on to this. He's not. Right. But I think to answer that part of your question, I think Rob gets a little more time simply because I think people forget how bad they were when Rob took over. Um, everybody said you can't get out of the Luel Dane contract. Mm-hmm. You can't get out of the Timothy Today's Moscow the day, contract. <laughs> right. You can't do it. You have nowhere to go. Um, and within two years, they won a title. Within two years. And so I think they said, well, this guy got us from nowhere to somewhere once before. Yeah. Let's see if you could do it again. Slee, I heard you talking earlier about if it doesn't work this summer, maybe they revisit that. But I think that's why they made the change at the coaching level rather than the GM level because it, Rob's done it before. And, Trav, you know, you, you say that three of the four years were a bust. I don't agree with that. 
I, I don't think th- this year was the not bust. in the playoffs, out in the first round, not in the play-in game championship. Did you think when LeBron came over, when he hurts his groin, and you're playing with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and all these other young pieces, that they were going to make noise? Espe- we knew it was going to take a second. Four years ago, LeBron James and some dudes should make the playoffs. I believe okay. that, especially right. four years ago. All right, he goes down with his groin injury. The next offseason, they make a trade for Anthony Davis. They go win a championship. Last year was not a bust. The problem was Anthony Davis couldn't go in the first round. This year, you don't have to look at all those. Just look at this year. This year was so bad that you can have the conversation and say, Rob Palenko, what he does this summer is extremely important to the rest of his you know, potential tenure with the Lakers. I don't know if you can see him, Slee, but one ear is directly slicked black, back. The other What's one that? is floppy like forward. Him, like I, 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 need either, I need either both back or both up. Let's try both forward. How's that? <laughs> now, that looks, now, does that look exceptionally dorky? Yeah, that I'm looks... For the full. Well, I don't know if there's Whatever a way not to look dorky. Whatever is the most embarrassing, Trav. That, that one. Okay, you, leave you, it like this. You're nailing it. <laughs> if, if most embarrassing is what you're going for, that's a 10 out of 10. Believe Remember when we had the park? Just out of... And there's carrots in it. So <laughs> of course there are. Carrots during of this course break. there are. Remember when we had to park in the, what was it? Is that the East Garage? The oh, further if I would have had yes. to hop from the East Garage, I'd be, uh, that would, that would <laughs> not be good. You'd torn both your hamstrings. Yeah, that would not You'd be good. You'd still be out by the Ritz-Carlton laying yeah, in the dirt. that would sideline my golf career for a while. <laughs> All right, let, let's talk more about this. Frank, uh, I should say, Frank Vogel is out. Rob Palenka is talking. Ireland's in a bunny suit. And uh, there's a lot going on today. A lot going on. It's, it's Travis Lee, <laughs> 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Well, the bit, the bit for today has already started. Yeah, I figured this song would come up today. <laughs> John, I, I, made a, I made a decision that I went too hard to the hoop on you after your uh, court case on Friday. On Friday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had, you, had some good, you, had some, you had some good points there. Well, I, I good points think there. what... Um, what won it for me, and it was very close. It was a split decision. It was. Um, but what won it for me, Slee, was I at no point was... <laughs> I can't even look at you right I know. now. <laughs> I know. I at no point, Slee, and this is sincere, I would at no point was against you in this. I was actually the one, like, pulling on the side of the rope that said, stop making fun of him, and I got steamrolled. Well, the, the evidence that was put into uh, the By the way, I had you the on record. my witness list, and the thing got so out of control, I never called you. Well, I'm glad you. somebody did. Yeah. I, I would have thought that I would have been on Sleewas, but apparently I didn't crack yeah, the, I screwed uh, up on that the one. top one of that. I screwed thing. up on that one. Uh, what, what was your line of question going to be for me? That, in your opinion, who did he come for more than anybody else? You. Right. Yes. And so what I was going to prove was he should have come at me the least. Mason was the one pushing all the buttons. Michael oh, is the clearly, one. Look, we all know Mason's the one to blame for all. How come no, no, Mason Michael sold really me? How one. come Mason Mason sold me as like an innocent bystander? Yeah, it, like well, Michael, I knew, I know Michael. Yeah, Mason went with the little finger defense, which is oh, who me? What? I didn't do anything. <laughs> what are you talking about? Michael is the one who. If Michael just kept that conversation between you and him, none of this happens. 
Yeah. But, but Michael's like me. He's a Yenta. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, we both gossip about anything. And that's that's what started this whole mess. Are you going to take further action, Slee, against uh, Michael? Do you do anything against Mason? Or are you just going to nope. let you lost the case and I you're think, just going to keep it moving? I think we just move on. Yeah, I think I'm done, too. Yeah, I'm done. I just know that uh, according to experience over the last week, sometimes you got to bring the guns out, and I just have to be prepared if something happens down the road to have the guns out. I like that both of you guys had costume changes. That was impressive, that you came in as some sort of uh, Atticus well, Finch, Captain America. Yeah, originally, I don't know if I told you this on Friday, originally I called Party City. Who had, there's a Party City by my house. Okay. And I said, hey, do you have a colonial wig? Like, <laughs> like a, a barrister's? Frank, yeah. And, yeah. And, that's, and he goes, yeah, we got one left. I go, put it behind the counter. I'm coming in. <laughs> and I get there, and I swear, you guys, it was this 70s Afro curly blonde wig. I go, no, 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 that's not it. I go, I need like a George Washington, Paul Revere outfit. And they go, we got nothing. And I go, let me look around. And literally, I turned left and saw cape bow tie combo. That's it. I said, that's all I need. Let's go. All right, so let's go back to... You can tell, Trev, I'm, I'm some kind of a frustrated theater actor. I, I, I'm going I, through costume I, changes. I, I was like, going to say, you've had more wardrobe changes in the last two shows. Than I've seen. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> and maybe not him. He, he was pretty, he was, he was pretty over I the should top. should have brought the rings. Yeah. yeah. You, look, what do they do now? What, they, Frank Vogel's out. How long mm-hmm. do you think, guys, before they have their new coach? Because it, I would assume, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that I am, this is something they've known they're going to do for a long time. I agree. This is something that they're going to wait to the end of the season, but the decision had been made previously, whether it's a couple of weeks, a couple of months, I don't know, but previously. I would think they got a pretty short list of candidates that they want to get to this morning. I don't know if that's true. I I think that it's possible that their next coach is still coaching. Mm-hmm. I think no, it's No, no, that, that, I don't mean that they're going to touch base with them this morning, but they know here are the five guys we want to target. I would hope. In, in, in order of preference, here's number one, two, three, four, five, right on down the list. Maybe we got to wait until some of these guys are bounced out, but this is the whole point that before you fire somebody, you better have an idea who you want to replace them right. with. Right. Well, remember, they didn't hire Frank. Somebody looked this up, but I think they didn't hire Frank until later in the summer, until mid July, if I remember correctly, is when they announced Frank Vogel. Mm-hmm. So, what we're sitting here mid April. So, if they wait till July this time around, you know, that's three, four months down the road. Um, you heard Rob talk about how they're a collective. They're a collaborative. The Lakers don't do things the way other teams do. For example, Rob and Kurt will sit in on some of the coaches' meetings. They'll give input from the top. And so it's got to be, I think, it's got to be How some, unusual is that? In, in the, if there are 30 teams in the NBA, how many do it like that? I would say One? Miami probably does. Okay. You know, Pat Riley. Okay, but and Pat Spurs. Riley's a different beast, right? right? He's Pat Riley. I would it's, say. Rob Plink is not Pat Riley. But they operate under the same paradigm. In other words, Pat sets... Yeah, but Pat Riley was a highly decorated NBA head coach. Um, Right. But that doesn't matter. I think Rob and Kurt give input regardless. They're hands-on front office guys. So somebody's got to be comfortable with that. In the last hiring with Frank, and this is unusual, Trav, they didn't let Frank pick his assistants. Right. Mm-hmm. Rob and Kurt hired the assistants. Right. So I think that that's, you know, you've got to be somebody that's willing to work in a collaborative environment if you're going to take this gig, I think. Trav, explain to John, because, John, Trav had the point of this upcoming offseason. I'm, I'm trying to fully understand. You were trying to get to a point of I have, I have an analogy this thing is already, this thing is already you, you, off the rails. You, explain how you were okay. referring to it. So they have their team credit card, right? 
Okay. They've been charging on it like crazy. Right. We're gonna pay. We're gonna charge on it to get AD. Here are all our picks. We're gonna charge on it to get Russell Westbrook. Here's another pick that they've been going all in for all of these moves. It didn't work. Okay, the the, the, the uh, Anthony Davis one a little bit different because it did work and, and they won a championship. Right. But you your your bank account's basically empty. Okay, you don't have any more picks of any that, that or what? Twenty seven is the next one I want to say. Right. Okay, so twenty seven. That's by the way, it's twenty. You got five years before you got a first round pick coming. Russell Westbrook. I think it's not as easy to move as it may have felt like, right? That the landing spots for him are fairly limited. My point is you need to declare bankruptcy and start over. Trying to charge more on this credit card for next season to try to get your way out of this for one more year, one more year LeBron, one more year AD, it's a losing – I don't because I don't know what you surround them with that gives you a terribly different result. Better, yes, but way better – I don't see it. So let's go to the season after that when LeBron probably is no longer a part of this, when Anthony Davis maybe has a good year, a little more valuable, and you can start to do things. This next year is going to be similar like this. The more you dig, the more trouble you get in for the years that come after it. All right, I disagree for a couple of reasons. Here's why. Number one, they're going to offer LeBron an extension this summer. So for you to say that he's off the books after next year is unlikely. Um, I, I think that LeBron either commits to him or they they go in a different direction now. Okay. I think he's going to commit to him. I think he likes playing in L.A. I used to think that the Westbrook contract was immovable, but he's on his fourth team in four years, so obviously it is movable. I've already heard three possible scenarios where I you could you're move right. that deal. And so if they are able to move that, don't look at it as moving a player. Look at it as moving $47 million of stuff. In other words, so one, the, but like, the like Mark Stein back. threw, well, Mark Stein threw out, um, you could potentially move it for Buddy Heald and Malcolm Brogdon. Right. That's a start. We mentioned that earlier. All right. That's a start, if you could do it. Or you could, you, you could send him to Charlotte, where Michael Jordan loves Russ, and you take back Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier. That's a start. Now, I'm just speculating. I don't Are know. Are those guys done at the end of next season, no, too? No, that's what, that's what your, your trade-off is. Right. But would they fit better than Russ did? Maybe. Or you look at Russ. But over- do they fit to the point, John, and now of, of them being yeah. back in the championship mix? This is my point. That I don't know if Gordon Hayward or Malcolm Brogdon or any of the other guys that you've thrown out there get them anywhere other than they're kind of in the middle of the pack, they get beat kind of early in the playoffs, and now what? Now well, another now, draft Slee, pick is gone. I think now Trav is asking the question, can you build around LeBron and Anthony Davis and count on them? Um, I think that the, the whole key there is how many games do LeBron and AD play next year? Mm-hmm. And if they play, let's say they each play 65 games, Slee, I think that team can compete to come out so, of the West. If they play so, 65 games each? Th- this is what I think stands out to me the most. There's no question in my mind that if you tried saying, and it might not be of choice, Let's try this again. It's a bad it's a bad idea or a concept. Trav, if LeBron James wasn't on this team and you weren't kind of hand-tied to try and win right now, I think what you're saying is not that far off. Guys, this ain't going to happen. If this was a team that you didn't feel like a year and a half ago won a ring or just Bron isn't at the stage of his career, if LeBron wasn't on the Lakers, your conversation might be more right. I would take my chances with a Brogdon and a Buddy Heald. I'm not saying you're going to go win a championship. At least your roster is better. At least the $47 million of Russell Westbrook is off the books. Now you have two tangible players. Maybe you trade one. Maybe you keep one, whatever the case is. They're stuck with one player that clearly doesn't fit on this Lakers team, and it's one contract for $47 million. 
Could it hurt them down the road? It probably can, but I, I'm with you that they've charged so much. I don't think it's going to stop them from charging that credit card anymore. How long do you have to wear that suit? Do you wear Today. it till the end of the show? Do yeah. you have to wear it till you go to bed tonight? Six weeks. It's a six. It's a six week. When Game of Games is over, I'm done. I think you've got to at least drive home in it. I want people to see you in your... Oh, I drove here in it. Oh, I was going to say, you got you got to complete well, the circle. I'm, I'm looking forward to 4 o'clock, I think. But, uh, but He's at Sprouts. What, what's on He's at Sprouts grabbing groceries. Uh, white got? t-shirt and a pair of golf shorts. <laughs> now, don't, what, did you think I went commando well, I, I in the just, bunny suit? I, I thought it was worth a question. <laughs> I thought that, you know, I you, you never know. It's a, no, you look like I a Ralphie. The, I didn't have the guts. Christmas story. It's just it's white It does kind of feel, though, like a sleeper. You know, like like, uh, like when you were a little pajamas. Kid. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. But uh, I don't but like no, that. I'm the gonna left be a little warm today. I just figured is. out. <laughs> well, yeah, you're wearing a velour rabbit suit. Hey, I make this work. <laughs> I'm ensconced in velvet. Is that who is that? George. George. Costanza? Yeah, I'd wrap myself in velvet if it were socially acceptable. There you go. <laughs> All I've, right. I've, I've, I'm trying to make it so. Apparently, maybe we'll hear a little bit more from uh, Rob Plinka coming up in just a bit. The dump is coming up next. John, you sticking around no, for the I'm dump? Out. I you're... gotta go. I gotta go. Find Mason and see if he sobered up since Friday. I will watch you hop out the door. Yes, I look. Thank you. I look forward to it. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So this is something that uh, has come up before on our show, Slee. Today is the 25th anniversary of the iconic monster film Anaconda, mm. which included a Jennifer Lopez appearance, mm-hmm. Ice Cube, John Voight, and perhaps the worst CGI snake you've ever seen in your entire life, but a terrific bad movie. Still to this day, I have trouble sleeping. It's one of the greatest thrillers in the history of film, um, I, I don't know. I, I think of Poltergeist. I think of the Halloween series. And then I think of Anaconda. <laughs> well, yeah, they're all right up there next to each other. If Anaconda was on HBO tonight, it's got to be on a streaming service somewhere. Maybe I'll, maybe Nobody I'll took it. the By holiday the way, think, and watch it again. Think about it. All the streaming services are like, no, we're good. <laughs> you, you, we're you, hey, Amazon, it's uh, it's you take Anaconda. We don't. We'll take Caddyshack too. You take Anaconda, and we'll go from there. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is your Masters champion. How about this? Okay. Highland Park High School in Dallas has produced the following three athletes: Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl champion; Clayton Kershaw, 
MVP, Cy Young Award winning, World Series champion, and now Masters champion, Scotty Scheffler, all uh, graduates of Highland Park High School. That's amazing. That's uh, Yeah, that's ridiculous. I, I had no idea about that. By the way, just real quick, because I know you were – Thursday, no, it was I think on Wednesday. Wednesday, Tiger was just hitting some balls, and you were going crazy yeah. like it was Sunday on the 18th in Pebble Beach. Um, <laughs> what did you take away from the weekend? Did you did you think it was pretty cool, exciting for, for Tiger or for the tournament? Tiger, itself? no, Tiger. T- the Tiger making the cut was so far above and beyond anyone's expectations. I, I don't know if you got a chance to see it. He was mm-hmm. walking off the 18th green after he finished. He finished very early, way ahead of the leaders. Uh, he had back-to-back 78s, his two worst rounds at the Masters ever. Mm. And the ovation for him coming up the 18th green was like he was getting ready to win the tournament for the fifth time. It was extraordinary. And I, he can barely walk, Slee. Yeah, they, I know. They, they, this was not just somebody who's you know kind of twisted their ankle. His lower leg on his right side, and he's wearing pants, so I'm just kind of using my mind's eye to think about what's underneath that pair of pants. He's That leg is bowed to a really weird degree. It just does not look right. He looked like he was in agony. That he made it to the weekend was awesome. I loved. I, I, didn't, I, I would have loved to have seen him play and compete, but that he was out there at all was extraordinary. So because of that, do you want to kind of see him less out there just simply because of that injury? Because a lot of people were saying how much they – you know, they're almost grimacing with him. You ever see this just from like a sports athlete where you could just feel their injury? Like, get yeah. this dude off the court. Well, he's hopefully he continues to heal. Hopefully he continues to get better. But let's just for the sake of argument say that yeah. this is this is what he'll be for the rest of his professional athletic life. Absolutely play. Because while it's exceedingly unlikely, mm-hmm. it's not zero that he couldn't catch light. Phil Mickelson sure. won the PGA at 51 at 50, years old. Yeah, 51. 50, 51 years old. Tiger's a better player than Phil Mickelson. Mm-hmm. Tigers had more injuries than Mickelson, but it could certainly happen again. So, yeah, play, play as much as you want. Um, Kurt Cobain's guitar, the Smells Like Teen Spirit video. Remember that one? Yep. Eight hundred grand at auction, potentially. You going to put a bid in? Hmm. Is this Taylor's Field? Taylor, are you a Nirvana guy? Yeah, I love Nirvana. I'd rather have the unplugged. Oh, from MTV? Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, that was MTV good. Unplugged guitar, an acoustic. That video, though. That was one was kind of 650 <laughs> I know, but his electric guitars, I mean, he smashed those all the time. There's a bunch of them. He didn't play as many acoustics. But the one from the Smells Like, that's kind of like, I mean, when I'll you're thinking it, of famous videos, that's got to be on the list. Put it take $800,000. That's what you're just saying right now. Put, well, put it to you this way, Slee. I could maybe name three videos in my life. That happens to be one of them. That, that I know it at all means there was a, a pretty iconic moment. Along and then the that one, Destiny's Child one, you always loved that video. <laughs> Alvin Gentry is not going to be the Kings coach, according to Woj. Taylor, Taylor take it from that? there, buddy. Oh, Gentry is always a bridesmaid, right? Well, he's coached every team in the league at one point yeah. or another, I think. He's been around a long I time. I feel bad for him. Are they a coach away? Do they swap out their coach and everything snaps back into place? Vogel? <laughs> By the way, has Vogel coached the uh, Sacramento Kings no, before? Indiana, no, Indiana, Orlando, right? Indiana, Orlando, yep. Okay, we'll tell me you can't close your eyes and picture Frank Vogel as the next coach of the Sacramento Kings. He's definitely, no question about it, 100% going to get another gig. Oh, he's going to he get another gig. The only problem is going to be if you're a coach that came and eventually won an NBA championship, do you really want to go up to Sacramento and coach a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 16 years? Maybe that's a bigger challenge than getting the Lakers a championship, is get the Kings into the playoffs. I'll tell you what, there won't be any expectations if he goes up there. Totally so. different. Lawal Dang, no longer on the Laker payroll. Slee, how does that feel? Um, <laughs> it feels like, it feels weird. 
he's been on the he's been on the payroll for so long. It's going to be you know when they turn in their taxes, they're going to say something's wrong here. Somebody did something wrong. Where is Dang? Where the hell is he? It it's been. A do you minute. remember? Do you remember that summer where it was him and Mozgov? Yeah. I remember actually. I was doing Lakers talk on a Saturday, and everybody was hallucinating. I'm like, guys. It's probably four years, but it's probably two years and then an option in the third year. And then you found out both of those contracts were fully guaranteed. I'm like, yeah, that can't be good. Well, I, I want to go back, and I'm going by memory here. I Dang couldn't have played 20 games for the Lakers, right? It, it, it came I think they said he fast. played 50-something. Was it 50-something total the, over uh, the course of three years? I remember he was out of the mix in the middle of that first year that they, mm-hmm. that they decided, you know what, we're not doing this anymore. There are a lot of trades that you see, and you're like, I don't really like that, but those were a couple of signings. that when The second it happened, you're like, what in the world is taking place? I don't see how this helps him. That might be number 1A on the list. Deng's contract looks like, uh, looks like a, uh, a sale compared to John Wall's contract. <laughs> Yeah, well, looks like nothing compared to no, John Wall's Neither Ball's one contract. of them have played for the last few seasons along the way. Uh, the Easter Bunny is in the studio. Mason in Ireland is coming yeah. up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.